Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is a Heart and Hand production. Hello everyone, it's David here. Recently I had a chance to sit down and talk to James Bisgrove, who is the commercial director at Rangers, over a number of issues that had been, well, firstly, uh, bothering me as a supporter, and secondly, I know had been bothering a lot of you as listeners. There were two areas that he couldn't discuss due to legal reasons. One was Australia and the other was CTM. Uh, It's my understanding that CTM are no longer Rangers partners when it comes to travel, but everything else was on the table. So I spoke to him about a number of issues such as sponsorships, uh, crypto companies, customer service, ticket office, and particularly and first up, my gels. So this is what he had to say. A couple of days ago, uh, I submitted a list of questions to Rangers just about general things that uh, fans had been contacting me and that I personally um, wasn't best pleased about. And uh, I was expecting back some some written answers. But uh, James Bisgrove, the Rangers commercial director, actually agreed to come on and speak to us about them. He wanted to, to chat about these issues. So with that in mind, uh, I'm delighted to introduce James. Hello, thank you very much for, for taking this time to come and speak to us. I know it's, it's something that the fans will appreciate. Thanks, David. Yeah, great, great to be back on. Uh, appreciate you giving me the, the platform. Uh, I think I was last on over a year ago, or so with uh, with Cami. So yeah, send in my regards and yeah, thanks again for having me on. Oh, I'll be delighted. Uh, I'll be absolutely delighted that you said that. Any mention for Cami is is always a. Uh, a red letter day for him. Right, James, there's a few things I, I want to ask you about. And uh, I'll be honest, some of them uh, are 
things that are a bit of a running sore with the Rangers fans. So I'm going to start off with one. Yeah. And that is my jails. Now, my jails, of course, I think from a club point of view, is a big success financially. It's made a lot of money for the club. But for supporters, and I include myself in this, there is a suspicion that we don't get a lot from it unless you're gold tier in the ticket. Uh, the, the, the ticketing side yeah. of things with a lot of fans yeah. feeling that it's unfair and only if you are gold can you remain gold can you continue and that you'll get the lion's share of the tickets so it's a system that seems to work really well for some uh, and doesn't work very well from, for others from my own point of view and I'll be quite upfront about this I have a bias I haven't had a single away ticket this season so I'm a bit miffed because in the old days you were guaranteed to get a few whereas now it seems like it feels like to us that it's the same people getting them week in week out I do know other I've got podders on here such as Andy and Adam and Martin who would all say no my gels is brilliant but they're all gold and yeah. they get tickets it seems to me for everything so what would be your your Remarks to that, and tell us how you feel. Yeah. My jails is going. Yeah. Okay. No, it, it's a fair question, and I uh, acknowledge the frustrations when it comes to ticketing, particularly because the, the the demand is is is, is so much uh, far in excess of the supply. So I'll, I'll talk a bit about the the loyalty framework and points. Um, but from a from an overarching perspective, you know, my, my jails from the club's perspective, we we see it as a a really strong initiative for fan engagement. We're now up to over 51,000 members. So the, the backing that the club have had from supporters on MyJers has been, been phenomenal. Uh, as we've always said, the, the, the funds derived from MyJers are directly invested into the first team. So I think since we started MyJers around two and a half, three seasons ago now, I think, I think it's generated north of £4 million that's gone into uh, first team investment, uh, whether that be Okinawa or recruitment or whatever, whatever it might be. And you know, the, the reason we do genuinely believe it's a platform for fan engagement is because we can create experiences and initiatives, things like the open training session. Uh, we had Ibrox, we had a, a player meet and greet in the, in the store uh, last week. There are continuous fan forums and moments that we can uh, speak to, to, to the membership base to get, uh, to get information, to, to get influence. But look, I think the, the root of your question is about the loyalty framework points and how tickets are distributed. Um, and you know, when I joined the club in 2019, uh, one of, I remember very clearly at, at the AGM, a season ticket holder stood up and he made this point that really stuck with me that, you know, he hadn't got a ticket to, I think it was Hamden at the time and he had a season ticket for 15 years, but, you know, the guy next to him had just got a season ticket for one year uh, and, he, and he got a ticket. So how, how, how is this right? And there was a real drive that in some way loyalty had to be recognized as part of the ticketing priority of, of MyJers. And before MyJers was launched, there were six months of supporter engagement where we, we built this framework to try and recognize loyalty. But to do so, Dave, in a way where it's not a closed shop. So... The fact that there's gold, silver and bronze tiers and that obviously most tickets go to gold, uh, second most go to silver and, and, and third, third to bronze means that no matter where you are in the pyramid, you do have a chance to get a ticket. But clearly it's weighted to those uh, with the greatest loyalty based on based on the points. Um, there are some exceptions to that. And I think the European games and uh, the when we play on the other side of the city uh, i think it's i think it's i think it's top down um so I, but but i think we've got to acknowledge in saying all of that my jers we're, we're never saying it's set in stone we're never saying it's perfect uh we want to be consistent with the decisions that we take but we want we want supporters to be able to influence the the, the loyalty framework um but 
the, the reality is for for any given game, particularly the, so any given away game, we're getting in excess of twenty thousand applications for one thousand, two thousand tickets um, from the fifty one thousand base. So whatever we do, the majority of people are going to be left uh, frustrated and disappointed. So I think what 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 the onus needs to be on the club is to be as transparent as possible. And we, I think we've tried to do that in some of the email communications in terms of right, this is how many tickets we're getting, this is how many that are going into into the different tiers. So that there isn't a, um, you know, there isn't confusion or there isn't uh, misinformation out there. I think we can do more of that. I think we can get better at it. Um, and you know, we, I think we just need to keep talking to supporters. And 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 if, and if there's a view that aspects of mergers are not are not right, then I think we I think we need to listen and be prepared to be prepared to adapt. But hopefully that gives you a little bit of an insight in terms of, I suppose, the journey of mergers and some of the benefits that we see from 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 the club's perspective. On ticketing, uh, Champions League prices where it came out and it felt very much like it came out at the high end. And there is a perception among many supporters that one of the issues with ticketing, James, is, or with pricing in general with Rangers is that it always seems to come down on the high side. If there's a high side, a medium side and a low side, Rangers will always tend to go for the high side. What do you say to that? I think I think the the pricing discussion and decision is always one where a balance needs to be struck. Um, for the Champions League three match packages, there was a a discussion, a debate across both boards at the club, the TRFC board, the RIFC board. Um, I think you know the recognition that the match day revenues that come from being in the Champions League and that uplift was was something that needed to be recognised in, in some form. You know, the Champions League is the elite competition in World Cup football but at the same time and you know I absolutely recognise some of the feedback in terms of the impact on supporters wallets a time where the cost of living crisis is is, is accelerating um, you know recognising that a family might have to buy uh, the mum and dad buy the ticket the parents buy buy the ticket or the three match package rather and you know that, that has a material impact on, on a family's budget um, one of the things that we Regret is that we were not able to stagger the payments. Um, it was something that our online ticketing provider was was unable to do. Um, and actually, uh, hopefully, I can talk later in the interview about what what we're doing to, to to address that because that that wasn't acceptable for us. And I think David, football is not a normal business in many ways, where you know we demand based on uh, sorry we pr- we price based on the demand and and, and the supply. Um, Pretty sure we could have sold 100,000 or 150,000 pre-match packages, or certainly tickets for tickets for the Liverpool game. They they, they they sold out very very quickly. But when I hear the feedback around the price being high and the balance not being right, I I can understand it and I can recognise it. And I think it has to be a learning for us uh, as, as a board next time that we're that we're making these decisions um, collectively. Right now, you know where I'm going to go with this then on tickets, the website. The ticketing website, yeah. it's like a yeah. crazy game of Jenga that you've got to negotiate. Uh, and I speak as somebody who would class himself as a digital native, so goodness knows what it's like for supporters who don't use websites on a daily basis or certainly don't use that, that sort of website. Uh, it, it's not good enough, James, and I think the club would have to admit that. What What are the plans in place to try and get us something that's a lot easier to use? Because not only is it difficult for fans it's going to cost it's going to cost you guys money because people are just going to give up and go i, yeah. I, can't, I can't figure it out agreed no whole, wholeheartedly agreed it costs us money it generates 
unnecessary customer service inquiries it creates frustration it's it's not it's not good enough um when i say it's not good enough i'm talking about the specific ticketing sales platform website mm-hmm. um on an overarching perspective uh, a couple of years ago we, we started to roll out our digital transformation strategy at the club that's now an advanced stage where we've got a club website that is one of the best out there. It's, it's mobile first. It's the same user experience as, as Man City and PSG. We've done a lot of work on data and CRM uh, so that we can be more targeted with our with our messages. You would have seen we've done a lot of work on social media and you know our, our engagement figures are some of the some of the best in Europe based on some of the content out there. And, and Rangers TV is, is something that's uh, that's tracking really really well. But we have had a long term. Uh, contract with a ticketing platform uh, that has not fulfilled uh, its purpose as far as I'm concerned in terms of the the functionality that uh, it's provided. So what we're doing to address that, we are live in the market at the moment with a tender. We're talking to the two or three um, best well-renowned global ticketing platform providers out there with a view of making making the the right change uh, which should happen in the course of next year we're doing that aligned with uh, new emerson house because clearly we need to have a ticketing platform there for all the different events uh, the concerts and all the other a- aspects and facets of new emerson house but um yeah we've got, we've got to take this one on the chin we've got to take we're going to take it head on but hopefully there's some um consolation there when you can hear that the, the club already taking steps to, to to make the necessary change and make the necessary investment as well to to, to improve that no good. I'll have a party when when a new one gets launched. To, to be quite honest with you, right? Moving on then to uh, commercial revenue. You said last year at the AGM that the commercial revenue is going to double to twenty three million, and uh, I must admit it was one of those things where I leaned forward and went twenty seven. Twenty seven. Yeah, I, I leaned forward and went yeah. really. Um, now a question that that I get asked a lot, uh, and I don't know the answer to. So one of the reasons I asked you guys this. Of that commercial, does that include ticket sales? No, no, ticket ticket, ticket sales are separate. So, well, then my maybe, next question, obviously, can, how the hell yeah. are you going to get twenty-seven million out? How, how how are we counting it? How are we counting yeah. it? Yeah. So, yeah, you, you're right. Last last November at the AGM, I spoke about the twenty-seven point nine million target for commercial revenue. Previous highs had been thirteen, fourteen million. I think we inherited about eight million a year when I came in at the end of the eighteen, nineteen season. Um, We've been able to grow that and surpass that number to, I think we were well north of the 27.9. This season, we're aiming for 30. The reason we can do that is the supporter backing. You know, that, that, that has to be that has to be recognized up front, you know, through retail, through Rangers TV, through stadium tours, MyJers. That, that's, that's what allows us to take, uh, to take it to those heights. Also, I think we've got, some, we've got some brilliant people. We've got some amazing staff that allow us to do that. And we're, we're trying to modernize, modernize our approach. Uh, and that and that commercial revenue is what allows us, we hope, to support the financial sustainability of Rangers alongside those other pillars of the match day ticketing revenue, which is a separate number, player trading, European football, et cetera, et cetera. But the that that commercial number, there's probably ten pillars to it. So the the biggest, the most chunky, if you like, is commercial partnerships. We've got three tiers of partnerships, uh, I think circa thirty, thirty-five partners now, and that contributes around eight million pounds to that to that total. Uh, the second biggest is retail. So the Castor partnership, uh, some of the licensed products that we, we've now started to uh, bring to the market, that's around six to seven million. So that, that's really chunky as well. Hospitality, um, you know, extending and investing some of the facilities here at Ibrox with Club 72, Blue Sky Lounge coming on board that will also bring some extra 
seats and, and extra capacity to the stadium, the Forest Precision Executive Lounge, um, and uh, that's that, that's Circus Seven as well. The, those are the really chunky elements that contribute to that. We've also got Majors that, 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 that we touched on earlier in the discussion, and that's between one and a half and two million. Uh, now they're up to fifty-one thousand members. Broadcast is a really one platform, Rangers TV, the backing we get through subscriptions, through pay-per-view. Uh, there, there are some of our media rights that we are able to sell uh, before we get into centralized competitions uh, in Europe, for example. Then there are other components that also support this. So there are soccer academies, what we're doing domestically and internationally through Gary Gibson and his team. That's that's north of a million pounds in terms of revenue. Our uh, joint venture now with with Levy so that's a million and a half that's non-match any uh, that's conference and event business that's the, that's the restaurant um, it's, it's the other aspects that certainly your members in the house will really allow us to accelerate we've also got digital media in there which is which is about half a million so the advertising revenues through social media every time you watch a press conference or, or a clip on, on, on Twitter you're going to get a pre-roll ad the club benefits from that through advertising revenues and, and more and more so given our engagements and our audience. And then we've got things like uh, stadium tours, the, the events we do, the, the play or Q&As with ex-players, uh, which is about 750K. And the last one, if, if you're still with me, is the 10th the pillar, and that's New Emerson House and stadium concerts. So we had Harry Styles here in the summer, and, that, and that's somewhere between one to two million. Um, Emerson House should be a million pounds clear profit for us um, once, it's up and, once it's up and running this season. So... That, if you like, is our commercial ecosystem and the different pillars that sit within it. Um, and I'm, I'm really pleased that in the last two, three years, we've expanded all of them. Um, again, that's 100% down to the back end of Rangers supporters domestically, internationally. It's also thanks to commercial sponsors that, that have backed us. Uh, and I think the, the, the more modern approach that, that, that we've brought to what we do. In terms of some of the partnerships that you mentioned there, a controversial one with was Sportimon Go, who are a crypto firm who, of course, went bust, um, leaving us uh, leaving us with their logo on the back of the shirts. Now, crypto is a very controversial market because of the risk involved for anyone who gets involved yeah. in it. Um, a lot of football clubs have been taking money from crypto firms and the crypto firms have been going bust. It's not just Sporting on Go. Is this an area that you think Rangers really should be being involved in? I think I think the first thing I would say and answer that question, David, is uh, an apology to supporters that bought home shirt uh, and understand that there's a sponsor on the back that doesn't match uh, the first team. Obviously, being soccer, soccer. so you know, to, 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 to John Bennett's point uh, last week, that's one we've got to take responsibility of and, and, and own. So you know the. 40 odd commercial partnerships we've, we've done in the last couple of years. It's it's one that we probably got we got wrong. Um, ha- however, from a commercial point of view, including the Sport and Mongo partnership and others in crypto and NFT, within a within an eight month period, the club the club made several million pounds of profit. And I think we we saw an opportunity. We saw an emerging market, and we took the view that we wanted to capitalize on that and uh, not. Uh, not necessarily wait and then uh, others take advantage so from a from a financial from a commercial point of view that was a, a key contributor to allowing us to reach some of the heights that we've reached from, from revenue terms but ultimately the the impact because of when we had to confirm the kit sponsors per the production timelines of, of, of castor and making sure that you know we have the, the right numbers of, of kits available for, for, for launch 
put us in a position that um, was, was certainly uh, un, un, unfavorable, unsatisfactory, and you know one that we, we take a learning from. So in summer, I would say there we, we probably had our moment, we probably had our time there, um, and we probably wouldn't be in a hurry to back into this sector given um, given that particular experience. Even though, as I said, financially and commercially it worked for us, it, it, it left an impact that was um, not one that we are happy with at all. Uh- Moving on to the next part, and that is customer service. Now, that's a long-running area of complaint for supporters that customer service hasn't quite been up to the standard that you'd expect from an organisation like Rangers. Big bugbear of mine, James, I've been moaning about it for years, predates your time, is that Rangers haven't had enough staff to cope with the size of the the fan base, really. What are you doing to, to improve the customer service? Yeah, the more focus and investment in that era. Um, about a year ago, we appointed uh, David Milburn, uh, David Milburn, sorry, to, to lead customer service. Um, pr- prior to David coming in, uh, our supporter inquiries, customer service was, was not handled at all in a centralised manner. So you'd have you know, someone in the ticket office would answer an email, someone in uh, the the commercial team or someone in the facilities team, and it, and it was it, it wasn't fit for purpose. Um, so we've brought in David. He's now got a team of five. So it's a team of six that focus purely on answering and supporting supporter inquiries, of which we receive between 15 and 20,000 per month. Um, 80% of them are answered and solved within one day. So there is a lot of uh, work that goes into managing those uh, inquiries to give the supporters the advice, the, the support that they need, no matter what, what the issue is. We also invested in some of the uh, some of the best technology in this space. It's a platform called Zendesk, so it allows us to uh, consolidate and manage customer service in the way that a lot of the big organizations out there do, enhance some of the web pages. Uh, there's a chatbot there. So we've, we've gone from not really having a customer service function to having a dedicated function and one that we're continuing to support and invest in. Um, and, and I think we also recognize that, you know, a, a digital customer service mechanism isn't for everyone. Um, and I think, you know, when, when, whenever, whenever Greg Marshall's on the SLO, he'll talk about some of the, the drop-in centers we've now got at the, the fan hub. So if supporters want uh, advice in person, if they need a little bit of help with the, the online platform, we've got staff there that will do it. Seeking as well to open the ticket office outside of match days um, for, for, for people that just want to come up and speak to it, speak to another human being, speak to another person. So I, I, I agree with the question, David, in terms of previous frustrations and you know perhaps we're not there yet if, if, if this is still a, a topic that's leading to some, to some frustration but hopefully you're reassured that we've invested in people we've invested in technology there and it's something that we we really believe is uh, integral and important to, to providing the right service to, to support us yeah as uh, james mentioned there folks uh, greg will be joining us uh, on a future occasion he's going to talk to us about ticket office etc i've got questions with regards to that as well one other thing just before um, we're kind of getting to the end here and I appreciate the time, but uh, one is about match the experience and that's food um, at the grounds. Changed suppliers in the summer, uh, didn't get off to a good start and it's always going to be a big issue for supporters because they are a captive market when they're in the stadium. They want to buy stuff, but it seems to be more difficult at times than it really needs to be. What steps are you taking to make sure that this improves? Yeah, this is another area where it's right at the top of our agenda. And as you say, we brought on board Levy 
uh, in the summer who uh, replaced a long-term partner that were probably not providing us with, with, with some of the innovation that we that we were aspiring to and also the commercial arrangement because the Libya arrangement is a is a joint venture with a profit share. So the majority of the profits through any of these uh, catering activities flow back to flow back to the club. Um, and you know, Levy run some of the leading venues in the UK. They've got the new Spurs Stadium, O2 Arena in London, Stamford Bridge. They've got the Hydro in, in Glasgow. So we've got a lot of confidence in their capability. Um, there, there still is space, a lot of space for us to, I think, improve, particularly the match day catering at, at the kiosks. There's, there's investment that's ongoing there in terms of the in terms of the equipment. Some of the, let's say, easier ones that we, we've already seen in terms of the digital screens and, and, and the new menus, but. There's a lot more that is happening behind the scenes in terms of the, as I said, the, the equipment investment, staff training investment. And, and as I said, it's an area that we were absolutely committed to enhance because it's in, in everyone's benefit in terms of the, the supporter experience. But also, as we extend to New Emerson House and we open up the fans in there, we, we really want that to be a hub of activity. We want uh, food vendors. We want street food. We want it to have a festival feel for the 30 occasions that it will be a, a fan village or, or, or fan zone. So uh, looking also at Blue Sky Lounge, which which is not only a hospitality space, will be a will be a restaurant for, for supporters. It will be part of the experience on a on an on match day, and you know investing in the right menus, the the right catering expertise, the right equipment to lift that level is something that. Levy have convinced us that they are well placed to do, and uh, I can assure you that the club absolutely are working in partnership with them, but holding them to account in terms of those commitments that, that, that they've made us. So I acknowledge that there were instances, particularly in those first few games, where that level wasn't reached. I do feel that there has been improvement. Uh, I certainly feel that there can be more improvement, and as I said, you've, you've got our commitment. That it's an area that, that will remain really, really top of mind and top of the agenda. Now, the last question I have for you today is is a general one, and uh, this was, I think, probably the genesis of this uh, this interview, which was there has been, it's felt like this season in particular, a growing chasm between the board and the supporters. We hadn't heard from anyone on board level for six months, minimum. Over the last couple of weeks, notice John Bennett, Stuart Robertson, now yourself, can we take that as an acceptance from the board that you realise that perhaps that wasn't the way to go and that you've got to keep speaking to supporters and keep them in the loop with what's going on? Yeah, I think absolutely, 100%. I think John spoke about it last week in terms of having to own that and having to acknowledge that the communications have not been been good enough. And this this is, is something that we need to be more front-footed on. Um, I, I don't think, by the way, that it was... <laughs> A deliberate strategy not not to engage it was it was certainly uh, a mistake but it's pro- probably too much being focused on running the business trying to deliver these numbers trying to deliver all the all the projects that this this wasn't something that, that, that we've done it we've done in a, few, in a few months but that that's something that we now recognize and hopefully is, is a learning for us moving forward i've, I've said to you david and um Mark Dingwall or Stevie Clifford, you know, I'm 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 always happy to to engage to to, to talk. I've, I've gone along to some of the the, the MyJo's focus groups as, as well previously. So I would rather be engaging directly so that we can get the, the feedback that we need to to take the right decisions for the for the football club. So yes, we need to own the fact that communication in the recent period uh, wasn't good enough. Um, but yeah, I hope you're starting to see now that we are being more front footed there, and that is a a trend and approach that will absolutely continue. 
Thank you very much for joining me today, James. It's been thoroughly appreciated. Pleasure. Thank you for having me on. That was a Heart and Hand production. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.